Welcome back to the Green Element podcast, where we feature business leaders and innovators transforming their operations to be more environmentally and socially sustainable. I'm your host, Will Richardson, and I can't wait to meet our guest today and help you on your journey of sustainability. Welcome to the Green Element Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, I'd like to welcome Matt Larson from the Global Energy Transformation Institute. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Matt. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Brilliant. You are phoning in from um, Sweden. And could you tell us a bit about, you know, who you are and what it is that um, you do? Because it's really, really interesting. Yes, uh, I'm a consultant in uh, um, sustainable business and I've, I've, I'm have i a management consultant, I've been working a lot with business development in uh, uh, for, for 30 years now um, and I've, I've also written a number of books on the, the big picture, the, the high level picture of uh, uh, the transformation to sustainable um, transport systems, uh, production and distribution systems, and so on. And and my most recent book uh, was published only a few days ago now, uh, The Blind Guardians of Ignorance, COVID-19, Sustainability and Our Vulnerable Future, which basically uh, is aimed at telling politicians, decision makers at big companies and so on, that it's time to um, get started. And it it describes the magnitude and the complexity of this transformation, which I believe many people are not aware of. Mm. And I I know that um, mine arrived, thank you very much, um, a few days ago. Um, What would you say are the key takeaways from this um for, from this book well uh, i'd say that um there are many companies that are working hard and and working successfully to become uh, sustainable and develop sustainable business models and and to uh, launch um sustainable products services and so on but the um, there is a uh, the magnitude of the transformation is so big that it's um, there is a need for for uh, government uh, financing in many areas in order to drive this development forward and that has been present that need has been present in in previous uh, technology developments uh, and it's it's present here as well because the c- number of customers that are available in early stages of technology development for example in in e-mobility in in uh, uh, different areas of um, uh, circular uh, circular and sustainable business and there are too few customers at present uh, to finance the very large investments that are necessary in order to build this development and drive this development forward on a large scale and uh, you mentioned the e mobility. What do you mean by e mobility? Electromobility, the um, the uh, uh, tra- transformation of of transportation to uh, electric cars and electric tra- trucks. Uh, that's uh, and for example, um, the British government uh, have announced a ten point plan to uh, uh, to promote. Uh, 
sustainability over the next uh, two decades. And uh, one of the uh, the measures there is to uh, uh, ban petrol and diesel cars uh, by 2030, which sounds like a, a very, very good idea. And it is a very, very good idea, but it brings with it uh, the need for preparations that I don't think most people and perhaps not even Boris Johnson are aware of because in order to drive the entire car fleet of the UK on electricity uh, there will be a need for about 20 nuclear reactors or the equivalent of course in in terms of power from from wind or solar uh, in order to drive uh, or and fuel only the car fleet, and there will be a need for the, a similar amount of, of energy in order to fuel the, the truck fleet. Um, so, so these changes in, uh, are of a, such a large scale and that they are very complex because it's not only a matter of cars, charging posts and, um, and um, Electricity. It's also a matter of of distribution of electricity and the control of of the the power grids and so on. That that makes this a very complex uh, endeavor, indeed, and and a very uh, challenging challenging uh, um, ch um, challenging process to drive forward in any country. And and now we see that the UK. Uh, have decided to to go forward with, with this, and we see the similar plans in other countries. So, so there will be a very very large demand and very rapidly increasing demand for for electric cars, uh, electric trucks, that are still at a very early point in their development uh, and and quite expensive compared to um, existing cars. And yet, all Brits. Uh, are expected to buy uh, electric cars uh, or, or other uh, renewable fuel cars in only ten, uh, 10 years time. So, so preparing for this uh, change is a very, very, um, uh, will be a very, very big uh, endeavor. And I think it's going to happen faster than we anticipate as well. I was chatting to one of the largest van dealerships um, a couple of days ago, one of the owners, and um, he was saying that ten they are expecting on the figures from this year ten percent of their sales to be electric vehicles next year. So if you do the maths, it actually means that by twenty twenty five, we will be purely electric within the vans. In, in terms of in, sales, uh, in yes. terms of sales, so we. And that almost exacerbates what it is that you are talking about. And I agree. And I think one of the other things that would be I'm quite keen to ask your opinion on is the battery technology and where we mine um, for batteries. Because we know that there are only a few places around the world that we can mine um, for batteries. How does this... How is this taken into consideration when we talk about e-mobility? Well, I I believe that um, governments, uh, when they make this type of decisions, they they don't have a complete picture of all the aspects involved in in this transformation. So um, they assume that all the um, issues 
involved can be solved and they will be solved by the market forces once uh, once uh, uh, the decision has been made and, and the process is set, set in motion but it's clear as you say that that uh, batteries will present a, a challenge and uh, of course the we have the lithium um, well um, challenge that that lithium is by some uh, described as a, a metal that may become scarce as the um, um, demand for for electric uh, car batteries will uh, increase and I don't have the answer to that, but um, one of the the measures that I believe will be necessary for, in order to be able to charge all cars and trucks, is to uh, build electric roads, which reduce the need for batteries because because cars can be charged and trucks can be charged uh, while driving uh, uh, through tracks in the road. Um, pantographs have been discussed but that's only possible for for trucks because they are higher uh, so um so tr tracks in the road and and there are different developments in the, that this area tried in different parts of uh, europe um but the tracks in the road would help to to reduce the need for batteries because you can charge um along the way but uh, it would also reduce the need for charging posts. If you consider that every car in the future, in this, this vision of, of the, the British government and the vision of other governments, uh, will have to be charged um, or would have to be charged in, um, in, um, uh, at uh, stationary charging posts, it would mean that, that along all roads in, in cities and in all parking spaces where cars are parked during the night uh, and during the day, there would be a need for, for charging posts. And that would be a not only a very big investment, but also a, a logistics challenge in order to get and to make these make uh, pavements um, uh, free for, for um, People who walk walk on them and and to keep streets free and and to to uh, avoid um, cluttering of of city environments by a lot of of um, stationary charges. So so these as long as we don't have too many uh, electric cars, electric vans, electric trucks, it's it's not a problem in any way because we have enough. Electricity, the power grids are, are uh, ha have enough capacity to for to distribute it. Um, we have some charges, and, and installing new charges can be managed for the small amount of, of cars that we have. But if you think about the 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 uh, um, the picture, um, 10, 15 years from now, when a lot very large share of all all vehicles um, may be uh, electric. There will be a need for much more electricity, much more capacity in power grids, smart grid technologies to manage charging, um, so that not all cars and trucks are charged when when the owners plug them in in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you have a need for you'll you'll have a need for for many more things, and and of course services like payment services and and other uh, services, and, and to build 
this entire uh, sector in in business and sector in society over only a period of 10 years is um, a, a daunting uh, proposition, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah, I think it is. And I think, and I agree with you, and I'm not, I'm not convinced that they've possibly thought it through. I know a number of friends have been talking about this. Um, uh, and so your, your book is aimed at um, the senior b- business leaders and politicians and discussing what we've just been talking about. Yeah, yes, but it, it's also the, the su- uh, subtitle that's um, uh, uh, the, um, the bottom line here is that it's a handbook for change leaders, young and old. It's it's a handbook for all of us because it it we, we can't send this to uh, Boris Johnson and uh, other members of the British Parliament or the U, uh, EU Parliament and and other national leaders and hope that they will read it and and uh, uh, start start to work along these lines and and uh, analyze and and uh, start to drive development in the the in the way I suggest. Uh, it's there has to be. Or there have to be many people who who learn about these things and learn about the challenges and start to to take them seriously on different levels uh, in society in order for these uh, ideas to uh, to start to permeate the um, debate to start to permeate the thinking of that that mm-hmm. uh, is going on at, at companies and and. Uh, among citizens, among um, governments, uh, local governments, regional governments, or everyone needs to be involved in different ways in this development, because in order for for all of these things to happen, <clears throat> and uh, the lead has to be taken, of course, by by uh, uh, national governments as. National governments have taken the lead in the past in the development of railways, in the development of of uh, phone systems, <clears throat> and uh, in the development of of space technology. In the case of of NASA and, and the United States and and other areas, <clears throat> and this is a, a transformation that's so big and and so uh, uh, complex that it has to be um, in various ways led and also to a large extent financed from from a high level from by people and by by um, agencies and organizations that have a have access to the big picture and have an understanding of of what's needed hmm. interesting so what's i mean what's your background where i mean how how do you know this <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> that's <clears throat> I I started to work 30, 30 years ago as a, a business consultant with business strategy and and development issues and and actually uh, in 1998 uh, together with a colleague David Lundberg we wrote uh, one of the early books on e-business uh, uh, e-business strategy uh, the. Tr- um, the Transparent Market, which was uh, published in the UK, US by Palgrave Macmillan. And that was uh, one of the, the big learnings for me is to the, the predictions we did that then that we said that due to the uh, 
cost effectiveness and the accessibility of the internet, all companies will in different ways uh, do business on the internet and use the internet for communication and so on. And at that time, not very many believed what we were saying, uh, but we have seen that um, that it's uh, uh, come true, and, and we can we can study now. We can, we can see the process behind it, and we can say that. And I said that uh, 10, 15 years ago when I started this development of development of my ideas, and I started to write books about about um, uh, large scale transformation of of uh, society, transport systems. And, and production and distribution systems to uh, sustainability. When I, I started this, um, I uh, I said the same thing as I did back then for the internet, that uh, uh, this transformation will have to go on a large scale and everyone will have to adopt sustainable um, practices. All companies need to adopt sustainable practices. Uh, citizens need to learn about sustainability and we need to understand how to consume and uh, how to um, behave uh, live live our lives in sustainable ways so that we can participate and 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 uh, contribute to this uh, uh, development that that we are seeing ahead of us and now um 15 years later governments are starting to to uh, uh, make these decisions uh, develop 10-point plans like the, the British government, uh, decide like the EU um, government that uh, uh, that the EU will be carbon neutral by 2050 uh, and so on and, and making making all these de- decisions and 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 there's suddenly a platform for me to say hey in order to do this we need to uh, realize the magnitude, the uh, the complexity of it all, and what the different players in society, um, from from citizens to to governments to companies, how they how we all need to con- contribute to uh, realize this. And if a business, um, you know, leader came to you or um, me and said. We're a logistics company. We are looking at transforming our fleet. Um, should what what should we do? Um, because you've got hydrogen fuel cell as well, which um, interestingly hasn't been spoken about huge amounts, um, and um, obviously electric. And what what sort of advice would you give a company like that? But either lot, and would that advice be different if you're a small company or a large company? Yes, uh, I presume. Um, I'd say for a large company, um, there's a need to uh, uh, embark on this type of, of development and, and find out how they can uh, transform their business on a large scale in order to. Uh, to make it sustainable, it may be to uh, to investigate the uh, opportunities to uh, change their way of transporting uh, their products or, or uh, transporting their uh, <clears throat> working together with their logistics their logistics uh, operators um, in order to transfer as much as possible of that uh, cargo to. Um, uh, 
electric uh, trucks, uh, electric transportation opportunities, uh, to investigate the opportunity perhaps to use uh, <laughs> what we have what, at, at a small uh, scale in Sweden uh, at present, but that's growing really rapidly. Um, uh, bicycle transportation, transport bicycles with su uh, substantial capacity for taking about two uh, pallets oh. of load. Yeah, I've got a friend who transports flowers in to London on one of those bikes, um, cargo bikes, and it's it's the size of a double-decker bus, and they come in every single morning. Yes, and uh, so and the capacity to uh, transport uh, the speed they can can do uh, transportation in big cities like London or or Birmingham or or other big cities around the world uh, is quite high you can you can transport at higher speeds using a bike uh, than you can uh, with a by car in in a city environment in in many cases at least so so that's a very uh, competitive way of transporting things and a, a resource eff effective as well uh, because bicycles are require much less material to build they require much less uh, electricity to uh, operate uh, and so on and uh, you can use them driving on uh, uh, bicycle lanes and uh, and other uh, other uh, routes that are not available to uh, um, vans and, and uh, trucks in the city environments yeah it's interesting um it's pedal me that i'm talking about ben knowles is his name and we he's he did a study and they tracked their bikes and they tracked vans and um through the city of london and did different routes and it was actually they came out as quicker more efficient faster and cheaper for and so the, i mean down to the average speed they were go they were faster you know everything it was it's phenomenal what actually we can do now with that yes uh, the company move by bike in in malmo did the same type of study and found the same thing uh, they can go closer to uh, um to the addresses where they're going to uh, pick up or or uh, hand out uh, uh, parcels and so on which which makes them faster mm. Yeah, it's so brilliant. There are, this is only one example of uh, an opportunity that exists to make uh, um, transportation and business more sustainable. And companies can actually use these opportunities that, that exist and, and build on those. But there is also a need to, to, uh, for, for governments and, and uh, large companies to develop new opportunities, new materials that can replace <clears throat> fossil plastics, for example, and sharing, uh, sharing uh, business models instead of, of uh, business models, the, the, the traditional ones where we own the things that we use in almost all cases. So, so there are many th things that can be done at present, but there are also a very large number of, of new systems and, and new technologies that need to be, be developed and to be expanded to be available on a large scale in order for this to be possible to uh, to develop so that we all can use uh, sustainable and uh, uh, resilient uh, 
ways of of living our lives yeah i think um we are gonna see huge change and i think my one of my takeaways from this conversation has been let's not get carried away with what change has to be made let's work about how we how we change and what's the best way to change yes and i i think also there's a need to develop strategies that focus on the most important areas like and, and the most say low hanging fruit where where we can where we can do get the best um re- results uh, in a reasonable period of time and at a reasonable investment and costs uh, instead of of investing a lot of money in uh, and, and time in pursuing things that have little potential that have that 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 are not very promising or that we can achieve only at a very very high cost there will be uh, investments like in electro electromobility for example uh, where we can't avoid doing transforming on a large scale and implementing very large new systems and these need to be planned but there are also uh, things that that can be done i believe uh, on a grassroots level uh, or by small companies and and uh, and uh, in individual initiatives uh, that can be driven um, at present from 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 the situation where we are right now yeah Brilliant. And what what would be one um, one takeaway that you'd like to have our listen listeners um, take away from this conversation, please? I'd like to uh, to say that it's uh, the 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 challenge is much more complex, and and the uh, and we need to make bigger changes than most people expect. So uh, we and we need to focus our effort in a smaller number of areas, not trying to do a little of everything like at present, uh, basically, but to find the, the areas where we have the potential to uh, achieve rapid and large scale change uh, using a, a reasonable amount of resources. And then uh, also for, for governments, and, and the large companies to make available the resources for for um, the changes that uh, changes that we need uh, financial and uh, and other uh, other resources that are uh, that will be necessary in order for for this to um, go forward brilliant and we can we can find out more about you from the book that you've written and um, you can buy that in the UK from all major bookstores. Um, Absolutely. Brilliant. Yes. And what, can you buy it online? Uh, definitely. You can buy it via Amazon or any any uh, online book retailer. Okay. Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you very much for being on today. Um, how do we find out more about you um, other than just buying the book? Well, uh, <laughs> I I've written uh, uh, books uh, earlier books, but uh, you can also contact me and via email or and uh, uh, chat with me. I'm uh, uh, I'm happy to connect with uh, anyone who wants to uh, uh, discuss or um, uh, well um, 
discuss project opportunities or or have ideas for transformation uh, um, efforts that that you can try in uh, in your local community brilliant thank you very much for coming on today thanks matt thank you will thank you for having me thanks for listening to our sustainable business podcast if you want to learn more about sustainable business and talk to other like-minded professionals apply to join to our online community at sustainabilitysolve.org join now and find a space for you to collaborate learn and inspire others to become more environmental if you enjoy this podcast Don't forget to follow Green Element on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram.